Hey, this is Bob Lee, and you're listening to Over the Ball with Kevin Flynn, the world's game from an American perspective. The Over the Ball Daily World Cup podcast is brought to you by Soccer America, the soccer paper of record, and by Octane Media. Hello, everyone. Kevin Flynn and Chris Shamity's here from the Over the Ball 10-Minute World Cup Daily Podcast. Well, Chris, uh, early games on the West Coast. You saw the highlights of the first one. Boy, I woke up to that defeat this morning. Uh, it's got to hurt Argentina. Yeah, I was uh, watching a movie with my wife last night, and I said, all right, I'm going to go crash. Or I could just stay up a few more hours and watch Argentina play. <laughs> exactly. So it was one of those. Um, I didn't get to see the whole game. Partly was the time, but man, I mean, the, the Saudi Arabia has already declared the day uh, a national holiday uh, to beat Messi in a World Cup. Uh, you, you, I mean, this is amazing. Uh, they scored two really good goals. Yeah. And uh, Argentina only is able to manufacture a penalty kick. So it's a mind-blowing result. You know, uh, same old, same old with Argentina. Just kind of kicking back, to, you know, thinking they have Messi and that's going to answer everything. Um, he was just barely off sides uh, with a second goal that would have put him up 2-0. So, um, and then it just changed. You know, I, I think they, they lose their composure. They start flopping. Otamendi had a fall 10 times rolling around. Uh, I think it breaks their own rhythm. I don't think it helps them at all. They're arguing plays and it just kind of takes them out of their um their zone to just just shut up and play man um and i'm also feeling like you know we played we played saudi arabia so it was uh i feel a little better they're good team athletic uh didn't back down it was uh it was something to watch this is what happens in the world cup right yeah, and there's more parity in the world than ever before in the sense that, you know, scouting is global now and players can land in other countries and all the resources and information is out there easily on training and whatnot. And so you have a lot of really physically well-trained players and technically well-trained and, and some of the advantages that the Brazils and Argentinas of the world always had, those margins are getting a little smaller now and you're seeing that in a day yeah. like this. I mean, you could say what you just said about Argentina, but they won like 35 games in a row. You know I, mean? I so know, but it seems like they, it seems like they don't take it serious. Like they didn't take Saudi Arabia seriously or something. I don't know. And you know, as a coach, you have to prepare your team ahead of time to be in the right mental space as they come out. And I think they were just sort of like, okay, we're by this game, and then let's see what's next. And I think uh, hopefully, look, hopefully this game sort of uh, narrows their focus, and they they play the way Argentina. I mean, they were my pick for the winners of this whole cup. Uh, having said that, uh, seeing some of these other teams play now, I don't know. I'm sort of changing my mind. England looks strong, and France today, man, just looked absolutely unbelievable. And that's with, you know, no Pogba, uh, you know, it's a couple of injuries with France, and, and they still look phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have N- N'Golo Conte at center midfield, they don't have Pogba, and they still. Granted, they're playing Australia, no disrespect, but, you know, a little bit harder for them. Uh, and they had a, a great start to the game. France has so many different tools, experience, size, pace, power. It's amazing to have Dembele and Mbappe on the field at the same time is outrageous. They're arguably two of the best and fastest in the whole World Cup on the oh, same team. Um, so I, I just don't know how they get hit in this World Cup. I mean, if you look at Argentina... Okay, yeah, but I think they're in the same group, if I'm right, with Mexico and Poland, and they tie. So, you know, they're only one point out of second place right now. So they're not that bad. They, they still have some good control. But if they were to lose the second game, they'd be out. So it's a crazy scenario right out of the gate. 
Right. Mbappe, I mean, you know, as an outside back, former outside back, man, he drops that shoulder and then takes that push and then step and he's gone. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. They were having a blast. France really looked like they were enjoying themselves. So uh, they're going to be tough, very tough, um, tough team to beat. Poland, Mexico, uh, that was interesting. Um Enjoyable game. Look, I, I always find it interesting in the World Cup. I root for Mexico because it makes our confederation look better as we move up in world parity, which we mentioned before. Um, but again, I always think, you know, I do think it's cultural because Mexico does a little bit of the flopping too and the complaining. I just wish they would they would eliminate those two things. Um, you know, on a, on a replay where someone doesn't get really hit and they roll around like they did to, to get them a card uh, after the game. You know, retroactively, maybe. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, and I think I think at this level, I used to see with Argentina, if you argue a call, uh, the play moves on right away and you might get caught. It's it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Mexico is is, is there's a penalty kick in the game and Ochoa saves Lewandowski. Lewandowski has never missed a penalty for Poland before. Um, he usually likes to read where the keeper goes. It didn't look like he did that this time. It looks like he predetermined he was going to go to his own right. Well, Ochoa moved to his right. He moved to his right. And um, he did move to his right. And then, no, yeah, Ochoa went to his right. And so Lewandowski went to his right. Hit it well enough, but Ochoa made a great save. But he just did a little, little, did a little fake right and then jump left, staying on the line. So uh, great save, yeah. great yeah. save, great save. Lewandowski usually does a little pause in there to let the keeper lean too much and then goes the other way. But this time he went more of a straight up, uh, and he just got snuffed out. So it's a great save. But once that, my point is, once that happens, and Stu Holden said this as well in the broadcast, is like at that point now Mexico is going to put more pressure on the referee in terms of trying to get a penalty called in return um, right. so they were on the ground more so after that but yeah you're right yeah, that's, that's really no cast. excuse though chris though right i mean you know i just don't like uh i don't know if it's from growing up the way i did but just getting in the referee's face it's just like it's just so annoying yep. um so i felt bad for australia trying to play against france i mean they work hard uh so who knows what they'll be able to do the rest of the rest of the cup been some criticism a little bit about uh the u.s to go back to them uh, Gio Reyna didn't play, uh, which people thought was odd. Uh, Aronson came on a little late, didn't start, which I thought was a little odd. Uh, Weya had a hell of a goal, so um, I guess it had to be one of those two. But uh, what are your thoughts? Why did Gio Reyna not play, and what was uh, Burhalter's uh, reasoning there? Yeah, I think in general, the more time has passed since the game, the more upset I am. You know, I feel like there could have and should have been more in place to to do better in the match, especially in the second half. Uh, with Reyna, I think everyone's confused. You know, he's sitting he's sitting there saying after the game he's 100% ready, but that he understands the coach's decision. Then Berhalter says, uh, or no, he says that, that the coach doesn't have to explain to him why he does go in or doesn't go in, which is a very professional angle to take, but that he was right. 100% ready, which puts a little pressure on Berhalter now. And now Berhalter says, well, we felt, one, that there was some tightness there. Two, there was a lot of power in the game late, and we wanted to bring in someone with power like Jordan Morris. And I, I, I'm hoping there's something more to this story, um, because if it's just that, then I don't yeah. think we're happy with it. You know, we if, if we're not going to win, then let's go down with our best. And Reyna's got to be somewhere in that top, if not 11, for sure, top 14, 15. And that's stretching it. So him not playing in arguably the most pivotal game of, of the first round is yeah. pretty mind-blowing. And I'm curious what story is going to come out after Yeah, what are, we, what are we saving it for? If you're looking for power, 
the next game is going to be all about power as we take on England. I'm not just not feeling it right now. Um, so, you know, G was Gio start that game. And I, you know, I don't see it or has he come off the bench who knows, but uh, I guess kind of damned if you do damned if you don't, but the boys played well that first half and then uh, they should have picked up two more points. Unfortunately, um, new uh, news coming out of uh, Manchester United, Ronaldo, they've decided to part ways, boy, He's 37 years old. Um, he doesn't have the cachet that he once did, but pretty. you talked about Gio Reyna playing professionally, answering professionally, and uh, Ronaldo, it's just unfortunate that he sort of a player strike because he's not in the Champions League. Thoughts? Yeah, I, he forced their hand um, and put a ton of pressure on them. I think there's a part of me that's, re- that's relieved that this is resolved before Portugal plays because now Portugal can go ahead and drop this topic and just go on and enjoy a World Cup without all the questions. Um, right. You know, he, he just pushed Man United into a corner until there was resolution. I think the, the hard part, I'm not trying to be idealistic, but like a lot of kids look up to Ronaldo and, you know, a lot of kids over the last couple of months have not seen a great side of him. And so that part's pretty disappointing. Yeah, pretty selfish, unfortunately. And then controversy continues uh, in Qatar. I, I don't know what they expected. It's it's so funny. You know, FIFA, we, we talked about this the other day or yesterday even with, you know, Seth Platter being removed and then all these other guys indicted. They accepted millions of dollars of bribes. Qatar paid it, uh, you, know, in, you know, or Qatar. What do you call it, by the way? Qatar or Qatar? I call it Qatar. Yeah, so uh, they they have to expect criticism. It's the way it works. Um, they used to say, uh, you know, stand up comics. It's like, hey, look, if somebody's not talking about you, uh, then you then nobody's worried about you. You got to be talking about people. And I think uh, if they think they're going to have a game and they're not going to be criticized by long lines or cultural differences or intolerance, then don't have the games. And you know, here it is. They they bribed officials who got indicted. Uh, they should you know, probably tried to be more accommodating. So uh, it's not going to go away either. I'm sure the games with the lines and stuff will get smoother, you know, people coming in and out. Um, but it's already, it's it's a huge embarrassment for FIFA. And I think something should change. And the way with Infantino's comments, I think he should be replaced as well. Because it's just, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, as Pete uh, Townsend said, wrote. Pete Townsend wrote and Roger Daltrey screamed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the part about the the bands, the players wearing the you know the multicolor uh, love band. How come you're not going to wear the ribbon? How come you're not going to wear the ribbon? What's that yeah. from? That Seinfeld, from... dude. That was Seinfeld. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's Kramer. I don't want to wear the ribbon. I don't want to wear the ribbon. Kramer didn't want to wear it. <laughs> Kramer didn't want to. Wear... <laughs> I don't have to wear the ribbon. So. Yeah, but I think it's been said really nicely, which is like that that band is about inclusion. It's not about excluding or hatred. Yeah. It's the opposite of that. So why not just allow something like that to happen? Yeah, right, right. And FIFA comes in with, you know, the German Federation, you know, felt, you know, came out in a strong way and said, yeah, we felt we were strong armed and forced to not wear them. Otherwise, we'd all get yellow cards and affect our, our yeah. team's performance. I mean, I mean, what are we doing? Like all this needs to be flushed out way ahead of all this. Yeah, so it's, it's a yellow, it's an armband. It's like they're acting like the, you know, they're going to have some gay sex on the in the mid midline. You know, like it's yeah, just a, like, it's an armband. Like the games are kicking off, and we're still talking about beer and bands, and like what have we been doing for eight years? You know what right. I mean? Like this all needed to be sorted years. out way in advance. Yeah, in six years they switched it to the to the winner. So I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a bummer. But boy, I tell you, it's some exciting. I, I love the games. You know, England playing well like that. 
which I didn't enjoy that much. But France playing the way they did, it's just great to watch the games. And, you know, I feel like the first round, that first game of the first round, generally everybody's in World Cup pasts. I feel like people were just sort of sussing each other out a little bit more. People seem to be going for it a little bit this cup, especially in the first game. Yeah, I mean, we, we said this before the World Cup. There's an advantage here. The players are really fit and fresh right now. You know, and so this could be, from a technical perspective, one of our better World Cups. Um, you, you know, you see mistakes that, that are being made that I've seen it almost every game and that, that are mistakes that are, that are chalked up to these players don't play with each other all the time. Right, you know, And right. you can see that, you know, even if it's De Jong, you know, playing a ball to Van Dyke, you could say, he, okay, he technically missed the pass, but like that's rare when he's 91% success rate passing from Barcelona and now he's mishitting a pass like, He's thinking a certain guy is going to be in a certain spot, right, and he's not. Right. And now there are some mistakes. So that's always a part of it that, in theory, should get better as the World Cup goes on. Um, but yeah, what are you going to get? A maximum of five, six games. You know, seven if yeah. you win. So it's it's hard to make up that ground. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Van Dyke and De Jong because I I was about to bring that up as well. You can tell uh, we watch Van Dyke play so much in the back for for Liverpool, and and they have a certain pattern of play, and it wasn't matched. Um, you know, the Dutch weren't matching it then. And, and Frankie seemed to try to do too much, it seemed. Uh, but I guess, hey, look, this is like you said, they're just trying to feel each other out here now. Yeah, um, he also got it, the great assist. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got the assist on that first goal, which is amazing. And Senegal were very tough to beat, even though they didn't have Mane. Um, I thought they did a really good job. You know, and this is what I'm saying. Like, when you look at Saudi Arabia's result today, like, if you actually look at the clubs that all these teams are with, or these players are with, I mean, it's more global than ever before. And they're all getting really good training in a lot of really good leagues. And so these are the best players in the world. It's fun to see. Great to see our game grow uh, around the world. And as you said in the beginning of the show, this 10-minute uh, clip here, uh, more parody. Worried about our game against England. I uh, won't sleep the night before. And um, my goodness, it's going to be a nail-biter. Hopefully we can um, withstand the, the onslaught. But that's a... Uh, you know, those guys coming off the bench, I mean, they're just so deep. It's it's like France. So uh, I think my two favorites now are England and France, maybe. I don't know if they meet in the finals, if uh, that that bracket goes that way. But they were the two I'm, two I'm most impressed with so far. So, yeah. All right, man. Any comments before we go? No, I'm looking forward to watching Germany. I'm looking forward to watching Spain. Those are, you know, can they compete with the Englands and the uh, – uh, and the Hollands, and then and, and obviously Brazil will be there as well. So after the first round of the games, it'll be interesting to see which three, four, five teams we feel are at the top. Yeah. Okay. Well, good stuff. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for our 10-minute World Cup podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, more soccer. We're enjoying it, folks. And did you hear, Chris, everybody was chanting in the stands, we call it soccer. We call it soccer. I no. love that. Yeah, because the English get a, they get all snippy about that one. It's like when they gave Bob Bradley a hard time about saying PKs. Oh, it's, there's no such word. We don't call it that. It's like, well, you don't, but we do. You pompous English assholes. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's hope the U.S. gets stocks up a win, and we just take uh, take maybe like uh, you know beating Argentina today. Maybe we can do that against England. So good stuff. And I just talked to our our old friend Dominic Kinnear. We're going to get him on this. On the show Friday after uh, after the England win, how Good. about that, Chris? That's thinking move by. All right, everybody, download over the ball wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and we will talk to you next time. Call or text us at four two four two two nine two two four seven. That's four two four two two nine two two four seven. 